This is the Bethel Business Podcast, brought to you by the Bethel Chamber of Commerce in Bethel, Connecticut, and produced by Smith Douglas Associates. Hi, welcome to the Bethel Business Podcast. I'm here with John Lacari of PC Advisors. How are you? Good morning. How are you? So tell me, what does PC Advisors do? Well, PC Advisors acts as an outsourced IT department for small to medium-sized businesses. Most businesses don't really have the resources to be able to hire somebody or the need, frankly, to hire somebody on site all the time. But it doesn't mean they don't have the requirements or the need for someone to answer questions or address a problem when, for instance, when a printer's not printing on the network or is unable to be visible to other uh, users, or suddenly their wireless network is not functioning or computer won't turn on. All these issues are things that come up every day in any office environment or any home environment for that matter. And so PC Advisors acts as kind of a, a resource for our customers to be able to call us when they need to and say, hey, we got in this morning, pressed the button on my, on my tower, and the computer didn't come on. Or come, came in this morning and we're trying to print to the printer and it doesn't appear on the network. Or, you know, we, 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 this computer that we're using now is just really slow and we need someone to evaluate it and find out, you know, is it, is it something we need to actually upgrade or is it something we just need to replace? And so we like to develop a relationship with our customers. They, when they have an issue and they have a problem, they can just call us at any time and say, come on in, let's go over these issues and see what we need to address. What's roughly the size of the businesses that you work with? Anywhere from a, a one-person office up to 10, 15, 20. Do you also do personal computers? Absolutely. Uh, no, any, anybody with a computer, anybody with a technology problem per mm-hmm. se. You know, I deal with, I have clients who will call me with smartphone issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they would like to get their smartphone to be able to print to their home printer, for instance, or they would like to be able to get their Chromecast device working on their television. Uh, so I do have, I will offer all those services, any of those services. Much of the stuff that people buy these days is kind of self-explanatory and the, the product manufacturers have made them to some degree foolproof and easily you know, user-friendly. Um, but quite often you get people who either they don't want to be bothered with trying to figure it out or they just run into a problem and they get stuck. So you make house calls? I do make house calls, absolutely. What are some of the challenges you see that people trip into over and over again? You know, it's funny. I think computers and technology are a lot like uh, people's automobiles. They need regular maintenance. Uh, People don't realize that, you know, you buy a computer, you buy a laptop, a desktop, a phone, whatever it happens to be, those devices are not going to remain the same over time. They get corrupted. They're very complex digital devices. They're not machinery per se. They're not mechanical. They don't have moving parts. But at the same time, the things that get into them that tend, tend to corrupt the, the software, corrupt the data, if you will, or corrupt the, the mechanisms, the operation, operating systems. And so a lot of times people don't realize that their computer is going to slow down over time. That's a natural effect of using a computer. And they don't realize that there's going to be issues that can be prevented to some degree by regular maintenance. So it really helps to have someone like PC Advisors to come in 
and either do a, a regular checkup routine or just go do a thorough analysis of, of the situation. Businesses especially are quite susceptible to wasting a lot of time uh, on either outdated technology or, or inappropriate technology. And they just take the, they take the perspective of, well, we've always done it this way or it's been good enough and we'll just use it. But when they take a look at what they're spending their time on or their employees are spending their time on, they don't realize or they start to appreciate that maybe spending a little money now will save them a lot of money in the long run. What are some of the biggest inefficiencies that you see in small business IT? The biggest inefficiencies is usually a uh, either the owner himself, him or herself, or a subordinate, an employee, spending a lot of time trying to get things to work. You know, maybe a new computer comes in, or possibly a new printer, or some device that has to be connected and, and, and networked throughout the office or maybe they have a new piece of software, they're trying to install it. And, and a, a person who's been maybe hired to deal with customers all day might spend six, eight, or 10 hours just trying to get a, a, a new piece of equipment to work or just you know being on the phone with tech support, trying to get a product installed, a new piece of software, for instance. So quite often what customers don't realize, what business clients don't realize is if they were to hire PC advisors to do something, Typically, we could do something in maybe a fraction of the time that they would spend themselves or their employee might spend on it. So sometimes they look at it as an, an unnecessary expense to bring in an outside consultant, but at the same time, they don't realize that the trade-off is, well, you're going to have an employee or yourself doing something that could be a much more valuable use of your time. So you sound much more advanced than just a computer repairman. Do you also work as an advisor for companies on how to make their current technology more efficient or advise them on newer technology that can raise their efficiency? Absolutely. Um, there's you know so much out there and so much constantly evolving. The, the pitfall that most people don't realize, even for someone in my field, is that there's a lot to keep up with. There's a maintenance of knowledge, if you will. Okay, so um, maintaining that knowledge takes time and effort, and quite frankly, interest that most people don't have. The people who went into the accounting business or went into the, any services that they do, their interest lies in that field. They're not necessarily interested in how a computer works or how technology is going to help them to do their job better. That is our interest. That's what we love to do. And so in, to, to, to come back, circle around to your question, when people do have, a, have a, an uncertainty about what they should buy or how they should upgrade or whether or not they should maintain what they have or, or, or dispose of it and get something new, that's really where our expertise is just fits in perfectly. We're able to come in, evaluate what they have, evaluate what they're trying to do, um, because many people they will think they have a certain need for something and then rather than looking at all the options and, and evaluating what their end goal is or what their final outcome might be, they kind of just go and buy a piece of equipment that it might be recommended to them or might, they might see advertised somewhere and it doesn't really fit the need very well. So the reason behind the name PC Advisors is that we like to think of us ourselves as technology advisors that people can confide in and discuss their requirements with. What do you see one of the bigger challenges in getting people, both personal and business-wise, 
to keep their data protected? That's a really good question. Yeah, because right now there's a lot of concern of cybersecurity. People tend to think of, and there's this misconception that, I guess from you know, popular culture and back in when tech- technology started to become uh, ubiquitous, people started to think of the hackers as these kids in basements who were playing around with equipment and just doing it for a cheap thrill. Um, hacking has evolved into a, a large scale uh, financial boon for many, many uh, individuals and, and entities, if you will. Many people also think that, well, I'm only a one person or two person, I'm a small company, no one's going to want to hack into my information or no one's going to want what I have and, and nothing can be further from the truth. The hackers, the people who are attacking corporate environments, they know that the small-scale companies would have much less invested in security, and they would probably be easier to to infiltrate. Uh, What I really see evolving over time, and, and I think we can see it every day when we listen to the news, is this concept of large and small companies being uh, held what they call ransom, with ransomware, held ransom. They will capture people's data or or infiltrate a computer and lock it down and make it inaccessible. Obviously, um, if you have a replication of that data somewhere else in, in the form of a backup, a cloud backup source, which is very, very inexpensive, especially com- compared to having to recover data afterwards if it's lost or stolen or held for ransom in any way, the data, most companies don't realize that the data in many cases is the backbone of their infrastructure. And if their data is lost for any reason, the business could be seriously compromised. So we like to take a look at and help people understand where their deficiencies lie and how they're maintaining their data, how they're protecting their data from outside and inside compromises and, and the like. Do you see people backing data up more these days or is it still... Yes, yeah, absolutely. No, no, people I think are becoming a little bit more, it's kind of like uh, all the other safety precautions that we see in society. You know, people resisted the concept of safety belts in their automobile or the concept of having, a, you know, a, an airbag that deploys. But now we wouldn't think of getting, most of us wouldn't think of getting in our car and not connecting ourselves with a safety a harness before we start moving. And uh, I think people are starting to get that concept and understand it better with data as well, that, that there is effective ways to make sure that your data is not lost. And unfortunately, we see all too many times where people have to go through that really, really painful experience of losing data either on their own computer or an employee's computer, either by virtue of, you know, employee, just by virtue of a hardware crash or possibly uh, some other neglect or uh, malicious act. Uh, An employee leaves and maybe they erase data or they take data with them. So my clients are getting much, much more savvy about, much better, more aware, if you will, of what can happen to their data. And they usually come to us and ask, you know, what's the best way to protect it? And there's a, there's a wide range of ways to protect data. One of the problems we've seen over the years is people think they have a handle on data backup, for instance, with, with, with devices such as an external hard drive, but they never test or verify that that hard drive is functioning for them. So they may have plugged in this hard drive, external hard drive, and diligently installed software and and either themselves or had an IT person several years ago 
you know, set up this backup and they have a false sense of security that this backup is functioning for them on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Suddenly something goes wrong, they need to look at this data and my goodness, that backup hasn't worked in three years. Uh, it was never plugged in. It, 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 you know, it, it was damaged due to a, a power failure, what have you. So you know, we recommend a wide range of backup solutions. We find that the, the more transparent and the more automatic the backup, usually the better off people are and the better that backup is and the more reliable it is, uh, such as a cloud-based backup where there's software on the person's computer, it does the backup automatically, you have the ability for an IT person such as myself or in-house person to be able to take a look at what's being backed up, where it's being backed up, and it's much more uh, reliable and effective. What are some of the challenges lately with new malware and viruses? Well, the challenges really come into, into uh, uh, go back to what we were referring to before uh, of hacking. Um, the challenges with malware is that much of the malware that's out today is has been designed to obtain information or to trick a person into either giving, providing information to a the perception of a of a of a of a secure website or or a, a trusted individual, a trusted institution. For instance, in banking, people use a bank and they may get a what's called a phishing email that actually is looking for information on their bank uh, account information and um, their personal information, and that would use that would would allow the person who provides or creates that software to be able to steal money from the person who gave them information. Um, so there's a lot of challenges with malicious software that is looking to gain some sort of advantage on the person that they're, they're infiltrating or the company that they're infiltrating to be able to later use that information to gain financially. And that's where a lot of people don't understand that when it comes to network security and IT security, it doesn't take a great deal of effort because so many people are using insecure passwords. Um, we hear this all the time where people use the word password as their password or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or some silly thing like that. It very easily guessed passwords. In most cases, when, I, when, when we go into an environment to evaluate a security scenario, we can see that people can take very simple steps, uh, either through us or themselves, to provide a much more secure environment. So you can help small companies with their computers, their IT, and their printers. What about their phone systems? That's a great question. We work uh, with a, a hosted phone system, a company called Freedom Voice, and Freedom Voice provides a, a wonderful digital uh, hosted cloud phone system that basically is fully customizable. I like to tell people that anything you can imagine your phone system can do for you, Freedom Voice can achieve because it has a basically the phone that sits on your desk and then behind it is an entire programmable cloud environment where the customer, the client, or the PC advisors goes in. The client tells us how they want their phone system to work, where they want their calls forwarded, how they want their calls um, answered, how they want their calls recorded if that's the case. And PC advisors can go in and basically set up the environment so that when the clients or, or customers are calling the company, 
first thing they encounter is a very professional auto attendant. We're all familiar with the auto attendant. The auto attendant in many cases provides a, a really nice professional face, if you will, of, the, of any size company to a person calling in. It also takes a lot of the, the weight off of uh, a receptionist or employees in the company to constantly jump on that on the phone and answer a phone when the phone rings. But that's just one example of how a hosted phone environment can really, really improve the communications of any company, any a company any size. Since this phone system is the in the cloud, can you retain information? You're on the road, you want to check your voicemail messages, can you do it via your tablet or computer? Absolutely. I mean, that's really the, uh, the beauty of having a hosted phone environment where um, because this phone system exists in the cloud, you not only can access that phone system and the, and the parts of that phone system, you can also be connected to that phone system anywhere you are. We find this a very uh, useful tool for companies that have uh, remote workers. It's very common these days for um, small companies to rather than try to gather their employees in one place, have them work either from home or work from an office that better utilizes their time you know, in, in a locale where they're actually employed. You have a sales team, for instance, that's always on the road. They can either have their home base and a phone there that's connected to the broader network or the broader company uh, communication system, or they could just be using their cell phone um, or a, a cell phone that's provided to them, and that actually exists on the company network. The phone can be programmed with an application that allows it to be connected to the Freedom Voice system. Now, if a client was curious about <clears throat> cloud-based phone systems and called you in, do you charge them for an overview of their phone system? Not at all, not at all. As a matter of fact, Freedom Voice will pay them to take a look at our system. Uh, we're, we're so confident that people will like what they see that rather than going in and, and trying to convince people that they need to change, what we like to be able to do is go in, give them a demonstration, take a look at their phone bill. In many cases, we can actually save money over what they're doing. And in that effort, in just being able to come in, take a look at the phone bill, see what we can do for them, give them a little bit of a demonstration, we're actually willing to pay them a $100 Amazon gift card just to take a look at what we can do. They don't like it if it doesn't work for them, and we've done this many, many times, um, but they still get an Amazon gift card just for taking a look. So we definitely don't charge for that effort. In fact, we like to pay people um, because we're so confident that we can, we can help people improve their communications. How long have you been working with computers? Oh, goodness. Um, I've been working personally with computers for probably about 25 to 30 years. Uh, my background is uh, electrical engineering, but in every company and every position I've worked for, computers were an evolving entity. And so um, I got a lot of on-the-job experience learning uh, how computers can be utilized to make better use of time, to make people more productive. Professionally, as a, a computer consultant service provider, it's, I've been doing this for about 15 years. Um, so I've seen a lot of evolution of the personal computing and the business computing environment to the point where computers are much less conspicuous 
you know, they, they used to be you'd walk into an office and there'd be this large box on everybody's desktop. And now we've moved to an environment where people hold, literally hold com entire computers in the palm of their hand or in their pocket. But the fundamentals haven't changed. The way computers communicate with one another on a network uh, and the way computers, uh, people utilize computers to be, be more productive really is the same as, it, as it, it always has been. It's just there are different options, there are different methodologies, there are different ways to solve the same problem. And quite often that's what makes it advantageous for a small business owner to hire PC advisors. Uh, because we can come in, look at all the options, we know the emerging technologies, and we know where our client could best spend their dollars. We know that their resources are fairly limited, uh, especially in a small business. You know, the IT budget, if there is one, uh, is usually not uh, very extensive. And there was a common conception, and it may, have, it may have been true at one time, that IT evolves so quickly that once you buy something, it's obsolete. Well, that's not really as prominent these days as it used to be. And also the other common conception is that you have to spend a lot of money on, on information technology to really get a, a great return. And that's, that's not the case either. With companies with relatively small budgets, relatively little to no money, can still benefit from an investment uh, in the technology circles. With the speed of change in technology, how do you keep up? How do you know what the new things are coming down the pike? Well, that, it's a real challenge. It's a real challenge. Because I love it so much, I spend a lot of professional and personal time reading journals, reading websites, looking at emerging technologies, and figuring out how I can help clients to leverage these things, cloud-based technologies, hosted phone systems, backup environments, hosted software. There's just so much that's changed in a very, very short time. I mean, with only in the last three or four years, so much has moved to cloud environments for a good reason. And there are still people who are skeptical about using the cloud environments. And of course, there are still people who really are very, very confused by what it means to be in the cloud, so to speak. If someone was looking to get more information about PC Advisors, where would they find you? Well, they could find us a number of ways. Uh, our website is pc-advisors.com, um, and that has a lot of information about what we do and who we are. They can also call direct, uh, company number 203-798-9647, and they will find our Freedom Voice auto attendant ready to help them and direct their phone calls. Anything else you would like to share with the people of Bethel? No, uh, I would just hope that people at Bethel know that they have plenty of opportunity and choices. If they're looking for a, a technology company that will support them in a very personal and professional way, PC Advisors is more than happy to assist. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Bethel Business Podcast. For more information about the Bethel Chamber of Commerce, call 203 743 6500 or visit discoverbethelct.com. If you run a business in the Bethel area and are interested in being a guest on this podcast, contact Smith Douglas Associates at 203-628-2606.